my biggest thing is how do I get our team members thinking with the ownership mentality? And there's definitely a way that you can unlock the power of that team to help you create, actually partner with you in materializing your vision. Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast, Doctor's Edition. One of the fastest growing regenerative medicine and anti-aging podcasts in the world. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, I talk to the top experts to show doctors how to market, manage, and magnify their practice to help more people and make more money. Each episode is short and to the point without wasting your time with pointless conversation. Learn the skills to be successful without traveling to seminars or paying for expensive consulting fees. Are you ready? Because I am. I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Hello, this is Dr. Ross Carter with The Regenerative Warrior, and today we're going to welcome Corey Frogley. Corey, if you would introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so my background, I'm actually a chiropractor that has gotten into regenerative medicine as well. Uh, own a clinic with my partner who runs the day-to-day operations. And with, you know, our background in integrated medicine, functional medicine, we actually do a lot of work with dentists and, and getting into the regenerative medicine field as well in that aspect. And so several years ago in scaling and growing teams and trying to streamline processes and really get efficient in our growth uh, scalability, we've just realized how much we needed data and, and understanding operations and all of those things. So we built a company that connects in the data and makes operating multi-location, even a single location, but growing teams and accountable teams just uh, so much easier. So that's a little bit about me and my background. Perfect. You know, being that I'm an owner of a practice as well, you know, keeping up with the statistics can be... <laughs> a burdensome, if you know what I'm saying. It's just, it can be very difficult and challenging. And to even know what I need to keep track of, it gets confusing. And you have some ideas in that area, right? Yeah. So I wrote an ebook on this and it's just all about understanding what you should be tracking and then what do you do with it? Because just like you said, I mean, just tracking numbers can be tedious. It's, and the last thing we want our employees to think is that we're just all about the numbers. Every time Dr. Ross comes in, he's stomping his foot. We know the numbers are down. <laughs> it's, right. That's like the worst culture we want to build. And, and so it's how do you, how do you gamify it? How do you make it fun? How do you make tracking the data fun? And how do we create a culture, a team that, you know, our, my biggest thing is how do I get our team members thinking with the ownership mentality? And there's definitely a way that you can unlock the power of that team to help you create, actually partner with you in materializing your vision. So instead of your team always looking at the numbers in a negative way, they can look at it in a more of a positive light, basically. Is that correct? Yeah, we make it a game, right? How do we solve the growth problem with this particular statistic? How do we get it to 
move and what's my role and responsibility in this rather than sitting in a team meeting, which I did. I worked in several locations that tracked statistics as an employee. And I remember sitting in a meeting with my eyes rolling in the back of my head as they were reading off the numbers. I mean, they didn't mean anything to me. I wasn't the boss. So we've changed all that. Cool. Tell me a little bit about how that you changed it. Yeah. So we take a practice, we break it down to its fundamental systems because it doesn't matter the size of your practice and it doesn't matter if you have one or 50 locations. The systems of a practice are still the same, right? You can either start from the top and work your way down or the bottom and work your way up because each system pours itself into the next system. And as you've done it, Ross, you've scaled your location. You guys are dominating the Atlanta market and it's because you understand that this marketing aspect We've got to have a marketing system. And there's a lot of numbers to track in just marketing. In fact, when you're working with outsourced marketing companies, oh, they'll give you beautiful reports on impressions and click-throughs and CTA clicks and lead generation and all of these things that some doctors, their eyes just roll in the back of the head and they just want to know, you know, what are my new patient numbers? So we kind of speak a little bit different language than a typical marketing company. We recognize in tracking that the new patient that shows up in your office is the product, right? If I'm hiring your services as a lead generator, you can give me a thousand leads, but show me the 50 that actually showed up in the practice and they wanted a new patient exam. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because you got everybody saying, okay, I can get you all these leads. And I'm like, well, what does that equate to? And then we've got some that scheduled, then they didn't show. And, you know, so how many actually scheduled, how many actually showed up into the office, how many decided to do a proceed? I mean, there's so many different things you have to track. So what are are the important numbers that you should track? What are the most important ones that you need to really pay attention to? Yeah, so let's start with your basics of a KPI. KPI stands for Key Performance Indicator. And those Key Performance Indicators are something that we track on a monthly cycle, meaning that if you're tracking them daily or even weekly, it's rare that, or it's very common that you're going to have ebbs and flows in new patients. You may have a really good week uh, followed by a great week. So we don't get too stressed out about hitting or missing a weekly goal as long as the overall monthly goal is on track. So for marketing, that system, it is new patients seen. We want to know how many of those new patients do we see because then that creates an opportunity for the next team. That next team is what we call exam and case presentation. This is that opportunity to examine a patient, go through the education process, present to them a stem cell plan. And that may have a multifaceted plan, including rehab or DME or different things. So what we want to see is in dollars, like, well, both. We want to see number of cases that you presented to and accepted. And I want to see total dollars presented and total dollars accepted because you may have a great sales team that is closing nine out of 10 new patients a week. But what if they're presenting $50,000 a week and only collecting $8,000 a week? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's a problem. Yeah, they start pulling out parts of the plan. And that's how we really track that. We want to see number of cases that we examined and presented to and number and what percentage of those accepted care. And then in dollars, what are the percentage of dollars that were uh, actually committed to in those plans? So that's the case exception. That then flows into the next team. Now, when I say team, this may be one individual, that may be a person doing several things, but it's the system, right? The next system that it flows into is scheduling. 
And what we want to look at on scheduling is what percentage of the doctor's schedule is full. So if we know there's empty holes, then we need to turn up the marketing and case acceptance systems. We want a provider with a full schedule because doctor plus patient equals money, right? So scheduling is important. And then, of course, the next piece of that puzzle is uh, what percentage of those patients are actually showing up to their appointments? Are we missing? And that that does tie back into those new patients scheduled versus new patients showing. We track those separately so that we can see those weaknesses in the system. But once the scheduling system, if they're doing a good job and they're getting the doctor's schedule full and they're getting a high percent of patients making it to their appointment, then the next system is production. Now, I've seen clinics with one production center. I've seen clinics with 20 production centers. Just depends on the size of your facility. A production center can be stem cell application. It could be physical therapy. It could be chiropractic. It could be supplements. It could be DME. So what we do is we track the production in dollars, and then we're using some other metrics to look at what are we averaging per visit per production. And that's the beautiful thing about regenerative medicine is what those numbers are compared to like some of us that lived in the old days that were doing two small procedures for a patient. And so we were averaging maybe $100 per patient, where now we can be averaging a couple thousand dollars per visit. Those numbers get really beautiful. So that production. And then, of course, when you produce it, that flows into the next system, which is collections, because the financial team can't collect what we don't produce. Even if we collected it up front, if we didn't produce it, we can't deposit it into the bank account. So now I want to see with my financial team, what percent of production are we collecting? Like how much are we writing off each month? And why are we writing those things off? Now, with regenerative medicine and a lot of cash services, we should see that those dollars pretty high. Now, if there's discounts for different payment systems or different things like that, we track all of those things. Because again, at the end of the day, what percentage of my total gross production am I writing off and what am I collecting? And we want to track that and how healthy is that? That tells me how good my financial team is, not the total dollars collected. Most financial departments just track that. What's my total dollars collected? Well, how do I know if that's good? Because maybe we produced a quarter of a million this month and they only collected 150,000. That's not good. <laughs> 150,000 might be good, but if we had a skyrocket in production, we want to see that trend go with it. So then the last piece flows into then our executive system. An executive system is your management team. This, the management team is really looking at efficiencies in the system and profitability. And for those looking to scale multiple locations, what we really want to track is EBIT or EBITDA. And that's that's your earnings before your deferment of taxes and interest and those types of write-offs because that's the powerful indicator that you can take to a bank and leverage growth. This is what's happening in so many of these industries of being able to go and attract PE money or banks lending because you can open up your second, your third, your fourth. The magic number in that EBIT, when you see three locations, that EBIT grows because of the three locations coming together. You really have a business that you can leverage and scale now rather than one clinic that's kind of dependent on one regenerative medicine practitioner. So that's something that we track and work with our locations with to help understand and grow that. Now, we just went through a bunch of KPIs, right? Yeah. How many, how many of those are, are there that we have to keep? That was about eight. Okay. Now, and understanding this, and I'm not going to go into this on this podcast because I don't want our audience to fall asleep, asleep. or their, their eyes to glaze <laughs> over. Yeah. But every right. KPI has what we call an upstream metric. 
Sorry for the interruption again. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal health, or how to create a million-dollar business card and dominate your area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and any question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or go to our website at drrosscarter.com to learn more. Don't forget about our current $475 Warden's Jelly Special. On with the show. I mentioned we track KPIs monthly, but it's the upstream metrics that we really focus on daily. And let me just give you this example. If I am tracking my new patients and I walk in into my practice and there's no new patients on the books that day, it's really hard for me as a practitioner to turn to my team and say, go out and get me new patients. And what are they going to do? Are they going to go stand on the street corner with one of those signs that they're going to spin around? I mean, that's not the brand you're trying to build. But what they can focus on is website traffic, click-throughs, Facebook advertising. They can focus on driving people to a workshop. They can focus on connecting to referrals sources, whether those are other types of specialists or primary care physicians. So those are the things that we want to make sure on the lead or upstream metrics that the team is focused on daily. And that's really what's going to drive their daily product to hand over to make sure that the monthly KPI is healthy and stable. Now, how do you keep your team really actively involved in doing these numbers and keep them interested in wanting to do it as opposed to, you know, them having it like, oh, great, another chore I have to do, another project that's, you know, now it's they're wanting not to do it. So how do you keep your team involved and excited about keeping numbers? Yeah, not great question. And I've watched team members uh, played a lot with this over the years. And so it's all about presentation, meaning that if I just say, tell a, ta- a team member, hey, you need to do this daily. So I have these numbers. That's a task. And that's different than inviting a team member to become part of your business, your creation and your growth cycle. And what I mean by that, Ross, is that if I sit down with my team and I share with them, hey, right now, here's who we are. And in six to 12 months, here is who I want us to become. And I clearly paint that. Like I talk about what the practice feels like. I talk about the numbers that we're going to hit. I talk about the patient experience when they walk into the practice or actually right from the very first phone call all the way through actually the follow-up process after a procedure. Like we lay that out clearly for them. And then we take that vision and we dissect it into those six systems that we just talked about from marketing and the case presentation acceptance, all of those things. And we talk about those systems. And then we look at the team members and say, you know what, you're going to own my marketing system. And the way that we're going to know if the marketing system is working and whether we need to make adjustments to it is we've got to watch the product. And the product of that is new patients that are in the practice that actually come to the practice. And if that's a healthy number and it's growing, then we're great. And if it's not, then we need to make adjustments. And is the system working? And you're going to own that. And this ties into working with your team and understanding what a team meeting is. Because I see so many team meetings that employees show up to and the doctor stands at the front or sits at the head of the table and just lectures for an hour. Right. Right versus a team meeting where these team members show up and the doctor who's in charge of the production team, we sit around the table and each 
team member reports their KPI. They report their lead metrics. They tell us what's working and what's not. And the ones that aren't working, they report to us what they're going to do to fix it and implement it. The owner then, their whole role is just to sit there, listen, and approve or recommend uh, changes to those plans. So now the team's tracking the data for themselves, not just for the owner. And we're reporting to each other how are we getting closer to the vision that we all sat down and created together. Makes sense. Now, what happens when your team is smaller? Is it this important to do when you have a small group or a small practice, or is it not important until you have a certain size? Yeah, that's another great question. Because um, I hear that a lot from doctors. They're like, well, I only have three employees, so I really don't need to track numbers. Oh my gosh, I couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> you got to realize that I call this mastering the fundamentals of business. I mean, when is the time to master the stem cell injection? Is that when the patient's on the table ready for the application? Or were you supposed to master it a couple years ago <laughs> when you were training? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same concept here. If you don't master the fundamentals with three team members, forget about scaling your organization to six, to 12, to 20, to 50, because it'll be chaos. Yeah, it's going to be chaos. That makes sense. Yes. That's, it can be challenging. You know, you said you can gamify this. When you say gamify, what does that actually mean? It's like, why does a team member want to show up and be excited to work like everything, like give their heart and soul to this organization? <laughs> is it the money? <laughs> yeah. Is that what changed their lives? There's certainly some motivation there, but we know it's not the highest motivating factor, right? Right. It's a belief system, right? They believe in the vision that you've created. It's the purpose of the clinic that you've created. If you're changing people's lives, if you're getting people hiking Mount Everest again, if you're getting people running marathons again, like we're doing with regenerative medicine, it is a fun, fun business to be in. And when a team member comes and they can dedicate their life to helping these patients grow like this, then they get excited about the business growing and helping more people. And so this is where I share the concept of inviting team members into your business, letting them see some of the numbers. Now, that doesn't mean you have to share profitability and everything with these team members. What do we need to talk about today? Which system is struggling and how do we fix it before we get to the end of the month when it's too late? And then there's that profit sharing tied into it. I really truly believe there's two levels of profit sharing that every team member should somehow engage in. And that's their performance within the system that they belong to, whether that's production or scheduling or you know exam case acceptance. And then an overall profitability. If the clinic hits some benchmarks in a percent of production collected, like if you don't want to show your numbers of collections, that's okay. But what percent of production did we collect? If it's a certain benchmark, then the team should get what I call a nitro boost to their bonus, meaning that their bonus can be amplified by 20% or 100%, depending on the, you know, just the numbers that running in the practice. Because then you have a team that when you're growing, right, we both know because we've scaled several locations, that the more people coming in, the more procedures doing done, that it's stressful because we have more flow. And if they're not excited about the flow, then emotionally and energetically, they're going to push back against the growth of your vision, which we don't want. And that's why bringing them into the profit sharing model is powerful. 
because now they're like, yes, we hit new records. We hit new highs. Holy cow, we may need to hire another team member to help us continue this growth cycle. And when I hear that from team members, I get excited because now they're thinking like an owner. That's amazing. I like that. That's very exciting. So, you know, you had said that with all these trackings, what would be a difference or why wouldn't you want to use this on, say, a spreadsheet, for example? Can you do this on a spreadsheet? You know, you can to an extent because if somebody's really good at Excel, you can certainly throw some things into graphs and charts a little bit. There's an emotional component when a team member either gets an automated text of their KPI or they get an emailed report of the roles and responsibilities or the KPIs and metrics that they're over. We can bring up a dashboard in front of a team. We automate a lot of data. We have data connectors, APIs, but in some cases we don't. So the practices are entering in the data manually into a metric. So it's it's just as easy to punch a number into a cloud-based software as it is to a, a spreadsheet. And the difference is is that when the team member enters in the metric that they're responsible for and it turns red, there is a visceral reaction that happens within their body (laughs) that that is just priceless. They're like, oh, crap, I need it going. I need to fix this because they know there's transparency. They know the other team members are seeing these metrics. They know that they're accountable to each other and you don't get that with a spreadsheet. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, I think you've covered a lot of great ground today. I mean, I really, really like this information. It really can help you know me as well as anyone else to you know better know what their practice is doing instead of just using the hope and pray method, which doesn't seem to work as well. But you know, somebody who's probably listening are like, you know, I would love to learn more about how to track KPIs. Do you have anything like resources or anything that could help someone with learning about KPIs and implementing these type of systems? Yeah, uh, this is something that um, I think if you've been running a practice for a little while, you're probably a little familiar with. But if you really want to take it to the next level and gamify and make a big change, feel free to read my ebook. It's super quick read. You can read it in a few hours. And, uh, you know, I specifically wrote this book for practitioners that want to engage their team, to change the culture, to get their team members coming with solutions rather than just showing up with all the problems that are happening. As you're in this regenerative medicine world, it's such a growing and fast paced and exciting place to be in. And all of us want to feel the control, like we have control of the growth, we have control over cash flow, we want to have control over our team. A lot of times control is an illusion, but what you definitely want to have is is stability, a peace of mind. And that's the beautiful thing about understanding these numbers and systems. Now, if you need help, like if a system's broken and you can't get the numbers up, where do I turn to, right? That's where resources like you, you know, different consultants can be great, great help in helping establish those systems. But when you get to a level of your practice where you understand the business systems in and out, there's some really cool things that can happen with your scalability when you have that, you have that predictability. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561 562-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. 
Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing off. Signing off.